Welcome to Top Shelf Talks. I am Chris Gickler, your host. The information provided in this podcast should be considered informational only and not be taken for legal, tax, or specific financial advice. The opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the host and or their guests only. Welcome, everybody, back to Top Shelf Talks. This is Chris Gickler, your host. And today we have um, Tom Costantiello from Consus Wealth Management. And we're going to be talking a little bit different than what we've been doing on our series, which was financial planning. But we're going to be talking about the market in general, some of the things that are happening in the market, what the Fed's doing. Welcome, Tom. How are you doing today? I'm great, Chris. Thanks again for having me on. I know the past month and whatever, the the market has been going nuts with volatility. Fed has been continually raising rates. The indications are that they're going to continue to raise those rates from what they've been saying. And then we recently just had Jackson Hole, which some major comments came out of uh, Federal Chairman uh, Powell. So uh, give us a sense of what you're seeing out there uh, in the market and in the economy in general. Yeah, thank you, Chris. This year, I mean, I think there's been some tremendous volatility, uh, to say the least. We've also seen, you know, we've got this war in Ukraine. I think we would have been headed for a possibly a flat market if there were some of those geopolitical uh, situations. Uh, but the Fed, you know, I think the key focus here right now is inflation. Uh, the consumer price index was 8.5%. So the highest it's been in 40 years. And the comments made at the Jackson Hole Symposium, uh, the Fed is basically saying they're going to continue to raise rates until they have inflation in control, and their target really is 2%. So that means rates probably are going to go up or continue to go up, uh, about a 75% chance that we're going to see a 75 basis point increase uh, in the next few days. In your email you sent out to your clients, I noticed here that you um, put in that the inflation metrics, like you said, was around 2% the goal, uh, but it remained unchanged in July at 8.5%. Is the Fed just like not getting it, or do you think it just takes time? I think there's more to the inflation picture than the Fed raising rates. I mean, obviously what the Fed does by raising rates is hopefully spent, slow down consumer spending. Right. One of the interesting things I saw is that uh, new home inventory, home builders generally have about four months of inventory and they don't like to go beyond that. Well, recently, one of the reports that I read showed that the new home inventory is now over 10 months, which is a bearish sign. When we say bear, that means, you know, things look, like they're going to go down right? Uh, and that we might be in a recession in the new home market. And one of the reasons is because of interest rates and mortgages, you know, hitting a 6% uh, interest rate for a mortgage, which is the highest it's been in, in a long time, probably in almost uh, 20 years here. I think I saw 2008 since the 2008 mortgage crisis. Uh, this is the highest that we've seen interest rates at. And then earlier we were talking and, you know, you had outlined that it's not normally when you have a market that's down, there's other places to put your money, like the bond market, commodities, precious metals. 
Um, and then we were kind of talking about that earlier. And really, this bear market, there's really nowhere to hide, is there? Yeah, I mean, the only places to hide really are, are cash, right. which, you know, if your money's sitting at cash making, you know, now it's making a little bit of interest because they have raised interest rates. But still, if you're making 3% and inflation's 8.5%, well, you just lost 5% to inflation. Right. Uh, the only asset that is positive this year is the U.S. dollar. It is actually up 14%. But if you look at gold, it's down over 3%. Silver's down double digits, I think around 18 19%. Long-term government bonds, down 22%. The NASDAQ, technology stocks, down over 25%. Uh, the S&P, down 15 Usually when stocks are down, bond prices are up. And vice versa. And for the first time, I think since 1939, a portfolio of 60% stock and 40% bonds is negative. It's it's the worst loss we've ever seen in that type of a portfolio since 1939. And you've got bonds that are down 10%, which it's usually, like I said, I've never seen that in my almost 30 years. You're right, and I actually saw a news article the other day where it said, you know, the 60-40 split, like you were talking about, that's a widely used strategy for folks to do for retirement planning. It's really crazy how all across the board everything is down, except the dollar, like you mentioned. With that said, I mean, um, for folks that are not in retirement, this is obviously probably a good buying opportunity, right? I think long-term if you look at what Warren Buffett would say, you know, never bet against the United States economy in the long run. Uh, in the short term, you know, there's a lot of volatility. But a great analogy is if you see a little girl with a yo-yo, and the yo-yo is obviously going up or down, that's day-to-day volatility. Imagine she's on a escalator going up. So that's kind of the view you should have of the stock market if you are still in that accumulation phase. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you've got at least 10 years or more before you would consider retiring. So don't focus on the yo-yo going up and down on a daily basis, but rather that gradual climb over time. I think that's a great analogy. And then we saw a summertime pop, you know, here uh, off of this market. And then right after Jackson Hole, you know, the comments, aggressive comments made by, Uh, Chairman Powell sent the market in a spiral for almost what a week and a half. And then now this week we're seeing a pop. I mean, this for the recording for everybody, this is Monday, the 12th of September. Now we're starting to see that climb again. So I don't know. I'm still on edge. I don't know how you are. For the month of August, the S&P was down 4.24%. NASDAQ was down 5.2 and the Dow was down four. I think most of those indexes have pretty much made those gains back already. But we do have inflation coming out tomorrow, which I think will be, it'll show signs of decreasing, but, you know, still is probably going to be a north of six, maybe 7%. So that is going to continue to lead to the Fed raising interest rates to try to basically stop spending. But essentially, the Fed is saying we, we don't we don't really care about asset prices. We don't really care about, you know, the the economy. We want to squash inflation. 
And that means when they he had talked about pain, well, that means that things are going to slow down and people are probably going to um, lose their jobs. There'll be some layoffs in order to kind of slow down the spending. But I don't think that's the real picture of inflation. I mean, we've got food costs that are going up and now we're right. looking at a, a strike uh, for the railroads. Yeah, so how are those, morning. how are those goods going to be moved? And what is that going to do to, to fuel and food prices? You've got winter coming up and you've got a war, you know, in Russia against Ukraine. So many people think that inflation might be cooling off here, but worldwide it's just starting. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I just heard that the railroad engineer union is the one threatening to strike. We already got a fragile supply chain going on now since post-COVID. Well, last but not least, I mean, we're seeing oil prices start to stabilize coming down. And I always joke, you know, like anybody else, the gas prices, fuel prices, they go up like a rocket and down like a feather. From that perspective, we have some relief in the pocketbook when it comes to working Americans. Um, but you're right, the the continued food prices um, just continue to go up and up and up for those people. If you're in retirement, do you have any advice for those folks that are in retirement or on the cusp of retirement to how to handle this? Because it could change your complete total financial outlook, can it? Well, that's one thing that's of interest. I mean, when we run financial plans, we run inflation at around 3%. Well, what if inflation is going to be four or five? You may want to update your financial plan and you may want to use a higher inflation number mm-hmm. just to you know, test your current investment portfolio or your current financial plan uh, to see if you need to make any you know, modifications. I mean, that's what I would highly recommend. Uh, if you don't have a financial plan, it's probably a good idea to get one. But I think at the end of the day, stocks have always been your, and that's maybe why the market is doing is what it's doing, is that long term, when we look at inflation, the stock market is your best friend. Right. Because they can pass the cost, those cost increases to the consumer. I mean, when you look at a, oh, I don't know, just a a new car today, I mean, the average new car is probably, what, $35,000. Well, the average price of a new car 20 years ago was probably $20,000 or $22,000. So, you know, the the consumers are the ones that, you know, get will have to pay the higher price. And then the consumers have choices and alternatives, but you know, stocks that make the things that we need, your fuel, your your food, your you know, your transportation, uh, those stocks, you know, do have the ability to raise their prices over time, thus allowing them to keep pace or maybe outpace inflation. And those are generally the stocks that you, you should focus on. Right. Well, to wrap things up, so if folks want to get a financial plan or give you a, give you a call, talk about things, um, how do they get in contact with you? Uh, best way to get a hold of me is just call us direct at 614-310-0269. Uh, that's 614-310-0269. Or they can email me, tom at consuswmg.com. That's C-O-N-S-U-S-W-M-G.com. 
you know, I, I'll leave you with this. There seems there is a lot of uncertainty. There is a lot of volatility. Um, but I do believe in America long term, we're going to be okay. But it is important to make sure that you have those buckets. I know we've talked about this before, but your now money, which is that money you need in an emergency, your soon money, that's money you don't need for about two to five years. And your later money, which is going to be the stuff that's going to help you keep pace with inflation, that's generally going to be stocks or more. And I think if you were to, if you don't have a financial plan, get one. If you do, you know, maybe have your particular person um, increase the inflation assumption rates right. and see what changes might be warranted for, you know, those different scenarios that you, you know, you want to run. I think that's awesome advice for everybody. You just got to stay ahead of it, right? I mean, that's the whole key here. Well, you know, the reason you invest is to have your money at least keep pace with inflation. So I think when you're younger, you know, when you're in that accumulation phase, you're going to be more aggressive because you want your money to outpace inflation, right? Right. You want your dollar that you're investing to be worth way more than a dollar down the road, maybe two or three times, right? right? Down that dollar down the road. As you get to five years from retirement, you want it to continue to increase, but maybe not at quite a rapid pace. And then when you get to what we call the distribution phase, and that's when you start withdrawing money, uh, the general rule of thumb is have about 30% of your money in growth stuff. Right. Uh, but the idea there is to at least have your money keep pace with inflation. Maybe not, but but not lose five six percent a year, right? To inflation, finding out that magic mix is really an art. It's not a science, because we have multiple different scenarios and, and assumptions to run. Uh, but like I said, I think you know if you're really worrying about this market, uh, I think it's really important to have a financial plan, have a roadmap, run different scenarios, assuming inflation's you know maybe five percent over the next 10 years uh, to see what adjustments might be warranted to combat that. And then you'll have, you know, a better handle, better insight, and maybe be able to position yourself for some great opportunities as they come along. Again, thanks, Tom. And until next time, thanks. All right. Well, thank you, Chris. And like I said, we're going to keep an eye on what the inflation number looks like tomorrow and what the more than likely, I think the Fed's going to raise rates 75 basis points and It'll be interesting to see how the market reacts. So we'll see. I agree. Thanks again, Chris. Thanks.